Wiggity boop. Hello. Hello. Listeners should know that Hava forgot her microphone. It's true. I came to my boyfriend's house to help him pack this weekend and I forgot my microphone. So everyone shame me for it. Shame. Shame, 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 Michael, shame, 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 Yes. You're looking very butch today. Um, yeah, I'm wearing Grunge Girls, like, cut-up painting t-shirt. That's a cute look. Regular listeners who aren't patrons don't know the, the news, right? What, that you two are moving in together? Yeah, yeah, we're moving Oh, you've together. moved in together at this point. Well, well, I'm working on it. Right now I'm painting a wire metal rack so it fits the decor better in the kitchen. Whose idea was that? Well, it was my idea to get the rack. And then it was mm-hmm. her idea to paint it. Got it. Collaborative. It was a collaborative thing. What color are you painting it? Just white so it doesn't stick out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put mason jars full of grains on it. I have... Mm-hmm. Um, Very aesthetic. I, I'm not going to respond to that. It's just going to be beautiful. That's the way normal people say it. It's going to be beautiful and practical, and it's going to make working in the kitchen a joy. The practicality is debatable, but let's move on from our various kitchen pretensions. How are you? I'm fine. It's been a wild week of Talmud for me. Yeah? Have you been doing a lot of Talmud this week? I've been doing a lot of uh, meta-Talmud discussion with um, Mm. this professor I'm doing the secret project with, talking about... About Talmudic and Mishnaic hermeneutics. Ooh, hermeneutics. That's a word that everyone always uses that I think has lost its meaning. Uh, yeah, I guess I mean interpretive styles of the different rabbis and what those say about their worldviews. Or not their worldviews, but their I guess their Torah views. Got it. I always thought hermeneutics was like when you use terms from one field within another field. Well, let's see what dictionary.com has to say. The branch of knowledge that deals with interpretation, especially of the Bible or literary texts. Yeah, yeah, Okay. I was right. Today's episode is brought to you by the word hermeneutics and the color a white wire rack in the kitchen. How, how are you? Today has been a weird day for me. I woke up very sleep-deprived and grumpy, and then I had to have like a long elaborate fight with my landlord and my bank's customer service about my renter's insurance, which was a really annoying way to start my day, but it got me angry enough to wake me up from my sleep deprivation. I had this call with this very famous, fancy Jewish nonprofit guy who was giving me advice on what to do next on my journey towards getting funded. Oh, for Shalmala? For Shalmala. I have a lot ahead of me. It was really good advice to get, but it was also just like overwhelming to know the amount of things I need to do and learn. And then I came over to my boyfriend's house to help him pack. We got some Taco Bell. And now I'm here, just tossed and turned upon the seas of life. It's one of those days where I don't even know how I'm doing. I've transcended everything, but not in a good way. I feel very similarly. I didn't even mention this before, but I'm in bed and I get a phone call from my college friend. And he's like, hey, Mike, what are you doing? Are you coming over? What? Yeah. Because he was in town. He's a softie, and I was supposed to hang out with him. So that threw a wrench in my day. But I'm excited mm-hmm. to see him. I'm excited to see him. But I'm excited to record and kind of try to reconnect with, uh, you know, body, mind, spirit right now on the pod with you, Hava. Let's fucking dive right into that. Yes, please. Today, we're going to be responding to a 
message that was sent to us by a listener. They did not mention whether they were okay with their name being used, so I'm not gonna use their name. And they said, I love the podcast so much. Thank you very much, I say, as an aside. This person sent us a message asking about Ben Azai on Yevamot 63b. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yevamot is the Masechet of Talmud that theoretically has to do with the laws of Levitic marriage, which is when your brother dies and you have to marry his wife. That whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know. Everybody knows. (laughs) This is a sugya that is not really about that at all. And the person we're mostly going to be talking about today is Simon Ben Azai, who is a Tanaitic rabbi who was hanging around in the first third of the second century, who was known as a really badass, super pious, intense kind of guy. He has this really great quote that I like from Pirkei Avot, which is a famous part of the Talmud, which is, Hu haya omer al tehi vaz lechol adam. So he used to say, do not despise any man and do not discriminate against anything. For there is no man that has not his hour and no thing that has not its place. Which I think is a pretty dope quote, especially for a rabbi of the Talmud, which is so often about discriminating against things and places and people as worthy or unworthy of our attention or consumption. Even though there isn't necessarily a moral judgment, a lot of the Talmud is about deciding what Jews do and what Jews don't do. So it's nice to be reminded about the equality of all mankind. Right, exactly. I mean, I think oftentimes non-Jewish people get the idea that Judaism sort of views, for instance, like pork as like inherently disgusting and evil, but really it's just like not for us. Pork is like fine for other people to have. It's not like inherently a tainted material. It's just like not for Jews to eat. Anyway, so back to Yevamot 63b, our sukya starts out, Tanya Rabbi Eliezer, so Rabbi Eliezer taught, Omer kol misha'ein osik Anyone who doesn't engage themselves in the mitzvah to be fruitful and multiply, it is as if they have shed blood. So he goes on to give us a proof. His proof is that in Genesis 9-6, it says, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man his blood will be shed. And then right after that, in Genesis 9-7, it says, be fruitful and multiply. So Rebeliazer is using the proximity of these two verses to suggest that if you don't be fruitful and multiply, it's as if you're shedding blood. In this same little area, basically a bunch of rabbis are just sort of like riffing on all of the different ways to say that not being fruitful and multiplying is bad. They're all just like giving their own dunks on that sort of theme. What Ben Azai is saying is he's referring to the verse that Reb Eliezer quoted, which in its full 
context is, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man his blood shall be shed, for in his image God did make man. So Ben Azai is saying, not only is it as if you're shedding blood, you're also defacing the image of God, because those two things are connected in this verse. Ben Azai is just coming in to dunk even harder and say, that's right, being fruitful and multiplying is like really important. And it's even more important than you said, Rabbi Eliezer, and everyone get your shit together and be fruitful and multiply. So this is kind of like a roast of not being fruitful and multiplying. <laughs> yeah. It's a roast of not being fruitful and multiplying. They're basically just all talking about how fucked up this imaginary person who doesn't be fruitful and multiply is. This is like the opposite of what a group of young men actually do when they're with each other. Yeah, it's so uncool to not have babies. <laughs> These guys are interesting. They're funny. Yes. And it's also, it's interesting to think about, I guess, the intense primacy that they're given to the command of reproduction, basically. Like, how important it seems to be to them that reproduction is happening. The real fruit of our story comes a little later. A little further on down the page, Amrulo le ben Azai. They, some mysterious they, said to Ben Azai, There are those who teach well and fulfill their own teachings well, and there are those who fulfill their own teachings but do not teach them well, and you teach well, but do not fulfill your own teachings. What they're saying, because this comes directly after what we quoted before, is you are talking a lot of shit, but you did not be fruitful and multiply. So what the fuck, dude? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So what are we going to do with you? Well, here is the climax, the most delicious quote of the whole sugya, in my opinion. Amar lehim ben Azai. Ben Azai says to them, What can I do? My soul yearns for Torah. It must be that the world will be sustained by someone else's hands. Wow. So we are left a little bit with this dilemma where we have this ruling to be fruitful and multiply and, and equating it to such awful things and then... Presumably this rabbi continues going on and being a rabbi and having a nice rabbinical life and being treated as a compatriot of his fellow Talmudic sages. Right. And not only is he not reproducing, it's not for any biological reason. It's purely spiritual and emotional. He could theoretically, on a purely biological level, be fruitful and multiply, and he's just chosen not to because other things are important to him. So the context in which our listener asked about this was in the context of discussing asexuality in the Jewish tradition and sort of Ben Razai's perhaps role as a Talmudic asexual ancestor. I don't know if he's uh, asexual. He is a Talmudic rabbi, so he's gay by default. <laughs> 
He could be a gay asexual. Exactly. We don't have to determine definitively whether he would have identified with the term asexual if we had known of it. But it is, I think, interesting to think about him in that context. What he's really saying is not necessarily that he's not interested in being fruitful and multiplying. It's just that something else is more interesting to him. But that kind of sounds like a cover to me, like a closeting for himself, whether he was homosexual or asexual. You know, it's like, I mean, I would love to like totally like have so much sex and like reproduce Mm-hmm, so much mm-hmm. like i would really love to do that awesome thing but unfortunately i just love torah so much that i can't yeah i think torah is his beard but does this support asexuality this reminds me of what we were talking about in the patron only episode about mm-hmm. the idea that you don't have to do all of the mitzvahs you just have to hold down your peace Right. Unless you're an accelerationist or, you know, anti-human in some deep way, like it is necessary for some people to be fruitful and multiply. We need young people to take care of old people, for example. But that doesn't necessarily that you have to be that person. And what's interesting is not that they found a random guy who doesn't reproduce. They found a guy who Mm -hmm. teaches and loves Torah but does not reproduce. So he's doing other things. I think what this makes me jump to is you have to do something for society. You have to be involved in some Mm -hmm. way. And yes, having children, someone needs to have them and someone also needs Mm -hmm. to teach them and someone needs to, I guess, love Torah. Yeah, I agree with that. That's also what I felt when I read this was sort of a support for that possibility. You know, we have a a Tanaitic rabbi, a huge figure in the Jewish tradition sort of saying here like, oh, other people have that mitzvah covered. So I'm going to focus on this other mitzvah, which is sort of one of the cruxes of my whole experience of Judaism. So it's awesome to see that support explicit in the text. And I also think there's this interesting piece here, which is that the language that Ben Azai uses in his response is, So that first part, means it is possible that the world shall be sustained by the hands of others. So the word meaning it is possible that this will happen, to me implies this kind of trust on Ben Azai's part that like Hashem created me loving Torah and not wanting to reproduce. Therefore, it must be that Hashem has those other things taken care of as well. You know, I think there's a subtext of an an interesting kind of faith and self-possession there in the phrasing of that response to sort of be like, it must be that this is possible because if I needed to be created to reproduce, Hashem would have made me that way. And they didn't. So it must be possible that the world will be sustained by others. If you're a person out there who's feeling like you can't fulfill a certain mitzvah, whether it's this one or some other one. It must be possible that mitzvah can be fulfilled by others. Yes, it must be. So avoid self-hatred. Easier said than done. Yes. Easier said than done, but it helps me to have these textual sources for this. I definitely think about this all the time because as much as I love Talmud and Judaism, I really struggle to love 
Jewish prayer practice. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I really bang my head against the wall with that one. Maybe sometimes it could be helpful for me to remember. It must be possible for other people to take care of that one because Hashem definitely did not make me with a love for it. I mean, I have trouble with the prayer thing too. Just a reminder that other people can connect with the divine through methods that just don't work for me at all. Mm -hmm. To sort of ultimately address our listeners' question about whether we can see Ben-Azai as an asexual ancestor or see this passage as having asexual resonances. Yeah, I would say definitely. I think there are a lot of people who could see themselves as being in the tradition of Ben-Azai, and I think you are right on the money in terms of your textual interpretation, if that's how you want to read this text. Well, I think that's good. I think that's a good amount for an episode. Listeners, thank you for listening. Become a patron for even more sexy, unsexy shit. Did you say patron? Patron. Yeah, okay. become a patron by okay. davening and subscribing to our Patreon at the same time. All right, yeah, sure. You are superstars, each and every one of you, and we will... Catch you next week. Shua Tov. Shua Tov. <laughs>